0: Welcome to Sound Of, WKNC's daytime music podcast where we discuss some of the latest news and do in-depth album reviews of some of the hottest new releases in the independent music world. I am Michael Jones, also known as DJ Ones, and once again...
1: Sean Shorty Shorts England in here with with you, Michael. (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: very true. Uh, So, uh, let's get... Well, we have a couple of big releases today that we're going to be discussing, including the newest from Peter, Bjorn, and John and artist Licky Lee. So, let's get right into this week's news. So... The one article that really stood out to me and what seemed to be a rather uneventful week. Is that fair enough to say? I guess. I, I mean, mean, I bet there were some things that definitely happened, but... Under the radar, most yeah.
1: like... Well, I feel like most of the things that were happening were, like, videos or or just singles. Yeah, well, you, know, you have, like, releases. LCD
0: Sound System finishing up. Right. They have their last show Saturday night, Saturday, April 2nd, I believe.
1: Right. Wow, I forgot it was so close.
0: Yeah, it's really close, but... uh. Outside of that, there's this one interesting article that did come out that I thought we'd discuss a little bit, and that's the fact that the Strokes on their record, Is This It, seems to have had help on some of the songwriting. So I. I, as a discussion topic, do you think that if an artist doesn't completely write a song uh, within that group, that it should devalue the overall work?
1: Right, yeah. Uh, That was an interesting article, and the comments were really passionate. A lot of people were upset, and a lot of people were really defending the strokes, as in you know, at least the strokes put this guy on their you know they put him on their record, they they give him credit, and they one one guy uh, compared it to George Martin for the Beatles. They were like you know every everybody knows George Harrison.
0: No, oh no, George Martin, the guy that helped write. Oh okay, yeah, I don't know. So you
1: know, there's there's obvious influence outside of the band and. And this guy isn't an accredited member of the Strokes, but he's definitely, you know, involved. Like it's it's not like he's just uh, some songwriter stuck in a studio, and uh, and the Strokes just picked up the song like a lot of top 40s do. You know, he works with the band, he's friends with them, he's gone on tour with them, and even played guitar. So um, I I think that that it's it's not that big of a deal. Um, it is interesting to think of music by the strokes, you know, you think of, you know, these people wrote it, this is the band, you know, this is who created the music. Yeah.
0: This is kind of their distinct sound that they put out.
1: Right. But, uh, but I also, I think I came to realize that it's not that big of a deal. I think I was more shocked than, uh, than I really turned out to, to worry or care about it that much.
0: Yeah, if anything, he's kind of this unspoken member in the background that we don't really know all that much about. And I think the fact that he's not really accredited, he's not as a a normal member of the group makes it seem a little odd and makes it seem a little out of place. So that's why at first glance you're a little bit hesitant. It's like as if there's some songwriter that's helping them put together these chords or uh, writing lyrics. So that can bring on the skepticism and that could bring on that hotter debate about the, the... genuine or sincere nature of a songwriter's work or a band's work or an artist just a solo artist's work
1: right yeah it's interesting because like if you think about uh the people writing the music if you think about uh, a lot oftentimes when when you think you compare uh, a musician's life to what music they produce you know (laughs) like what what music came out of their hard times or or their happy times and you can't you know, it kind of makes it more vague if you start to realize that they weren't writing all the music. So you can you can think you're making all these connections, but, you know, they might not be right because that person might not have even come up with.
0: Yeah, I know. And that's that's a little problematic with some of the uh, more mainstreamish names. But when you get down to the level of well, I mean, the strokes are kind of in that in between area. But when you get to that level, then it seems a bit more complicated. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the weird reasons that he's not out there, right? It's because you would you would expect that somebody that's contributed so much uh, like this one individual had. I mean, you said it earlier, him playing uh, instruments in some cases for the band or, or just working alongside them in a really kind of tight-knit relationship. It's a little weird is why he wouldn't get all that much credit. Maybe it's just the fact that they have this image that they've molded and they didn't really want it to change too drastically, And so that could play a little bit of a role into it. But outside of that, it was just a little weird. Yeah. It just seems so weird that it would come out now, especially since that album, uh, since is, is it came out years and years ago. I mean, it doesn't really make sense. It's kind of, uh, it kind of breaks the momentum of the band in a way. It seems awkward. It's a little out of place for a story. And that's one of the reasons that I found it so interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, for those of you who don't know Michael usually finds these articles and shares them with me. So uh, I just clicked on on this one and was just kind of uh, you know I squinted and was just a little puzzled and it you're, you're right it's just it it feels out of place and I was a little uh I was a little off guard. I, I just didn't yeah, that's why I said um I was shocked more than it turned out to impact me.
0: Well, how would you feel if there was an artist to come along Uh, particularly in this kind of independent music world of ours and release a really great album. But then it comes into fruition that that person actually uh, co-wrote or didn't completely write the lyrics themselves.
1: Well, I feel like that's just, you know, a a subjective situation you have to think about. You you know, there's plenty of circumstances you have to take into regard. Uh, Mainly how good is the album? (laughs) And then, uh, then you have to you have to find out uh how much that artist contributed like uh whether whether or not they even wrote the music or the lyrics you know what they did with that music and or lyrics you know whether it's their voice that makes the album or uh, i mean i mean if you want to make a big deal out of it, then you have to look into you know the fine details and decide whether. Well, well, let's just post it. So
0: let's say there's a really fantastic album that comes out by the singer songwriter, but we find out that the songwriter part maybe not necessarily is all there. And in fact, the album was either co-written or exclusively written by someone that wasn't that singer. Now, would that denote how good it was? Would that take away from the overall experience even after the fact?
1: Uh, I think it would. You know, you can listen to the song or the album and still enjoy it. But when you I think when I would um, think of that artist, it wouldn't be the same. It would be kind of like Tiger Woods now, you know, because you just look at him differently. Uh, (laughs) It's kind of but. Was it? Oh, the person that comes to mind most for me is like Rufus Wainwright, because he has some fantastic music, but perhaps what I what I think about him most when when he comes up in my mind is uh, Elton John, right? Saying that he, Rufus Rain- Wainwright, is probably the best uh, songwriter on earth right now. Those are, that's pretty high praise Strong from Elton worries. John.
0: Yeah, it's, so in these instances, maybe not the best of music, but uh, um, certainly if you can recall the band, The Bravery. Ah. They don't really play that much anymore. They, they've separate. they've kind of gone off in their own individual directions but, um the lead singer used to do all the songwriting for the bravery for the most part and he's also songwriting now for a major top 40 artist to give you one example of his work he had, he he wrote the lyrics for Shakira's she-wolf mm. so it's I yeah
1: well see yeah that's that's actually something else though if you if you think about it you know it might take credibility away from the artist whose name it is under but if maybe not in the case of the guy from the bravery, um, even though they had some songs I liked, but maybe if the, the contributing name is huge or at least someone, you know, that you can respect a lot. There are plenty of outrageously talented people in the music industry that, you know, are, are no names.
0: Yeah. But on this case, I do think it, it does take away some of that overall feeling of uh that artist as an individual putting out work because we're finding that it's not all coming from them and that seems to me at least a little less genuine. It doesn't seem as as complete or as whole uh for them as as a, a creative mind. At least it takes away some of that idea that they are in fact a, a creative individual.
1: Yeah, I think I was just trying to defend and you know that I was trying to say that there are circumstances but it definitely tracks? i i think almost immediately you know i i started thinking about how i felt about the stroke so even if yeah. even if it's just mentioned i, I agree I yeah think it i don't
0: i don't think it necessarily touches whatever talent level they have it's just that ability to connect to the audience on that more mental level i right. guess
1: yeah i mean it's it's not only the music you know when you hear a song sometimes you think about the band and uh i don't know if if something about the band can bother you enough, then I guess it can affect it, the music. It happens. I yeah. think it happens
0: a lot, actually. Uh, or or it helps the music for that matter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Especially in like the punk music scene. Oh yeah. And the crazy stories. Yeah. You listen to that artist and you're like, hell yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, but, uh,
1: definitely. That's yeah.
0: true. I think that's a good point too. uh Let's get right into our album reviews now, of course. Uh, a little later on, we'll be reviewing the newest release from, what was it we were going to do first? Uh, Peter, Born, and John will be yes. later on. But right, right now, Let's talk about the latest release from uh, artist Licky Lee. Now, uh, I'm trying to pull up all the information <laughs> that I have written down about yeah. Licky Lee, but uh, let's just get into first or initial reactions. It's it's Wounded Rhymes, right? And uh, yeah, what do you think?
1: I was uh, I was interested when you suggested that we review this album because I can't remember what song it was, but I she had a pretty popular song a while back, and one of my one of my friends who's pretty big into like beats and hip hop was, was pretty keen on Licky Lee. And uh, so I, I was interested to to listen to this album and though the first songs were pretty funky, um, it really got into the type of music that, that I, I really enjoy is it got pretty, kind of somber, but it got it, like unrequ- unrequited love is, is, you know, there's not too much to it, but I I really enjoy that song. And then it gets pretty, uh, it gets a good energy with rich kid blues, rich kids, blues and sadness is a blessing. And that song, you know, it's a really interested, interesting concept, uh, in coordination with, uh, wounded rhymes, the album, ti- I, mm, album title. Um, and you, you think of sadness as a blessing and the song really conveys it, you know, it, it has a very positive energy, and then uh, I think what "I Know Places" was the song that just really, really uh, got to me. It's just dark, and it really, it really moved me. So this album pretty, pretty much caught me off guard. I, I wanted to review it uh, because I thought that you know I would have some fun things to say. And, uh, I would just enjoy reviewing it, but it really, I, I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would.
0: All right. So you came in with some expectations. See, I didn't yeah, i didn't yeah. know anything to think about this, right? You know, I, one thing that I like to avoid somewhat is listening to singles mm-hmm. that come out before the full length Absolutely. or any, that's just me being a purist. And I do that, especially with bands that I really enjoy. So I haven't heard any of the new Fleet Foxes stuff that's nice. been coming out at all. I haven't touched it. Arctic Monkeys, I think they released a single, haven't heard it yet, Mm. huge fan of both of those bands, but uh, when it comes to Lucky Lee, this song is an interesting mix of that kind of playful, upbeat stuff, and really soulful, dark kind of nature, and uh, people that know me know that I love me some dark, somber Mm. stuff, Uh, i.e. that's why I'm such a humongous fan of The National, (laughs) because it's just great, so... uh, yeah, I, I agree. It starts off a bit funky. Those first two tracks, uh, especially I Follow Rivers, is really kind of a high-paced, more dance track. And then uh, Love Out of Lust is just this beautiful, somewhat quasi-love song. I wouldn't mm. call it all the way a love song. Uh, and
1: then... Kind of appropriately. Out of Lust. Yeah. Nice. She she seems to have it all. She's a point. clever lady. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then the next one... it it diverges a bit of that and it goes into that soulful experience. It's, it's, there's not a lot going on musically, but that doesn't necessarily need to happen because her voice is just so powerful and crisp that it works. Right, And so that's, that's all you really need.
1: Yeah. There was one song that I probably would have enjoyed more if the effect on her voice hadn't been. So I'm not, I'm not sure how to say it. Maybe I, I don't know. The effect on her voice was just, uh, I don't know like 60s I can I don't know how to describe it but um yeah her voice definitely I agree.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's really rich. It has these really rich textures to it and those really come through in songs like I know places which it's 6 minutes but it's 6 minutes that just hits you. Yeah. It's I mean it's it's really solid. The only real complaints that I have about this record are at times it feels a little detached. Like the the track numbering could have gone a little better. It could have gone a bit smoother. Yeah, but that's really a minor complaint in what is otherwise a really solid record. Um, it's if you have a short attention span, you might be able to lose it towards the end as it kind of keeps somewhat slow for right. the most part.
1: Yeah, especially that last song. What is it? Silent, silent. silent my, my song. I think it's those
0: last three songs in particular are rather kind of downpaced. So if you have a short attention span or you're not a humongous fan right. of Likuli to begin with, then you could possibly have some problems with listening to this. And uh, other- otherwise, if I mean, it's just her voice alone is really rich. Yeah. Uh, musically, uh, like instrumentals, it's maybe not too complex necessarily, but it doesn't yeah. have to be.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: It's really more a matter of layering than anything else. It's that intelligent
1: composition, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to put it too. This kind of intelligent composition, but otherwise, wounded, wounded rhymes. You know. Yeah. Solid to listen to.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I, the more we, the more I think about it. She just, you know, album, album title appropriate, song titles appropriate. Sometimes, you know, a song title just has nothing to do with it, and she, she just seems to have put put the thought into these.
0: Yeah, and it really comes through not only in her not only in the, the composition of the tracks itself, but in the album as a collective unit. And she's incredibly clever. If one yeah. I'll give her that. She is ridiculously clever. Yeah. From and I think you said it perfectly from the the track titles to the album title and even the sounds of the songs individually. Yeah. Really, really solid stuff here. I
1: wonder if she read this. No, just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah me too. But, uh, you know, I think that's a good point to move on. Okay. So uh, next up, we have the uh, newest release from Peter Bjorn and John. Is, what is it? Give me some.
1: Give me some. Give me some. Um, give me some. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess I'll just uh, go into it. I uh, I think that this album cover, the album art, is most appropriate. It has three thumbs up. Uh, I'm assuming for maybe, uh, maybe their third album. And I... I love it. I was so, I was really excited, but also, you know, skeptical because of their, their last album, which had some good stuff on it. These are really talented musicians, very interesting people. Um, but I, I just love this album. It really, it really made it for me. Um, Tomorrow has to wait. The first track is, is all right. I, I have to admit that when I heard it, um, I liked it, but I, uh, you know, I was a little cautious moving forward. But Dig a Little Deeper, love it. Second Chance has the perfect type of chanting that I miss with Peter, Born, and John. You love you some chanting? Just like they have, or like whistling, you know, just they have, they have, I think th- what this album made me realize is, is not so much that they have the most distinct sound. You know, they're not that, that innovative, though they do They do do some things that, you know, you don't hear, um, you know, it doesn't feel uh, like you've heard it before, like, like some artists can do. But I think what, what this album made me realize is that I just really enjoy Peter. What was his last name? Mon, Monin? I have no idea. I like, uh, I like the singer Peter. (laughs) I like his... uh, It's not Peter Bjorn. No, no. But uh, I really like his voice. It's not that distinct. It's not, it doesn't separate... Uh, him from from that many singers, but it's it's you know it's a voice, it's different, it's his own, and uh I think with with the good music that they put out with this album, it it's just wonderful. I really like it. I love Second Chance. Uh, I love uh I don't know. I just I really like this album. Every time a song comes up on my shuffle, I want oh, to. Oh, the it. shuffle! It's the <laughs> shuffle. <laughs>
0: The shuffle review.
1: I'm ex- I'm excited to keep listening to this album.
0: Uh, I, I think it is good. It's a very solid record. Uh, it, it kind of has that upbeat overall feel. You know, when you have song, and there are several songs that start with this kind of high octane drum to begin. Yeah. yeah. And so that kind of kicks you in to the mood of the overall tracks. And I think the just the record in general is very fast paced. It's very energetic. Yeah. It has a lot of use to it, but uh, uh it's it's a really good first listen. But when I went back, I couldn't really find those tracks that I would distinguish as kind of singles, mm-hmm. as it would get released uh, as kind of the headliner tracks, basically. Maybe that's just my own problem. I don't know. But uh, I think if anything, that's a testament to how I found this somewhat forgettable. Mm. Not to say it's bad, but just something that would slip through the cracks eventually. Right. Because I, I mean, when you go back to it, I couldn't really muster up that same love for it right okay and so it was a little frustrating in that sense that I couldn't come back and just absolutely fall into any just fall into love with any of the songs in particular and maybe it's just because they didn't hit that chord because it was a somewhat predictable album when you get into it then you kind of get the feel of what's going on and they don't really divert much from that feeling now that's not to say that it, it doesn't work but I think more it's I, I like a little change okay okay uh, and so they don't really show that kind of that that depth that I was hoping for. Yeah. And so maybe that was a bit frustrating when when I go back for a second listen.
1: Yeah, I guess when you you compare that leap they made from the first to second album, uh, you would think that that maybe there would be more depth. Maybe maybe there would would have been a more of a result. You know, maybe they wouldn't just go back to to that to that sound. But and I think you're right. I think it could be forgettable. Uh, but like I said, I think it's because, well, I I guess I didn't say it, but I, I think it's because I'm such a fan because I was such a fan and because I wanted, I want more music by Peter Bjorn and John. I love me some PB and J and I want them to give me some more music. So I, I give me some, I think, uh, because I like them so much and I like the vocals so much, um, even just for their simplicity, I think that's why I enjoy it so much. Yeah, so I, much,
0: I, so much, oh, so much, Mister Anglin. Uh, I I don't know what it is. I couldn't muster the the same level of love that apparently you can for this, and maybe it's because I'm not a diehard PB and Jer mm-hmm. as you claim to be. Not to say that I don't like. Them. I think they're incredibly talented, and and they put out a lot of good material. But maybe it's just because when I came to get an idea for what to expect. Then it kind of all falls into place. Uh, a lot and a, a lot of younger bands do this, and I think that's why it caught me a little bit by surprise. So you have albums like uh, "Best Coast is Crazy for You," which we did review on Sound Off several a long time ago. Yes, several so long uh, ago.
1: before me, before my
0: day. yeah, before the Anglin years, as we call them. <laughs> uh, we should create a Wikipedia. We'll the, have like a distinct England yeah, have the Anglin years. So uh, it was a bit. It was a bit. I don't know, frustrating in that sense because they do fall into that trap that a lot of younger bands do. They come out and they release song after song that all sounds very similar. And it's a much more rocky feel, if anything. You know, you have those songs like Young Folk, that come out. Mm -hmm. And uh, Young Folks, it's plural, more than one. But those come out, and those are really kind of very deep, somewhat poppy, upbeat poppy songs. And then here you're kind of getting that upbeat rock song but I wanted more. I wanted different. And I don't. I didn't really get either. But that's that's my biggest complaint. I don't think it's a fatal flaw. But I think that's the reason that ultimately this will be forgettable. Hopefully that won't be the case. Hopefully I can enjoy this another time later. But I don't really see myself returning to this as often as I would hope to. At least as often as I would hope to return to an album that I really, really enjoy, like the Dodos.
1: Ah, uh, nice. Well... Perhaps as appropriately as we were talking about earlier, uh, you know, I love PB and J, but I also love Nutella. <laughs> so maybe what you're missing is you just need some PB and Nutella.
0: You know, I've never had Nutella before. I know that's what I'm saying. Uh maybe.
1: So PB and J doesn't do it for you, but maybe PB and Nutella will.
0: Oh well, peanut butter and jelly does it for me.
1: But I didn't say peanut butter and jelly. Oh,
0: the PB and J. Oh. Was, I, I it guess it Steve Bjorn
1: and John. It was subtle, yes.
0: This is a weird, weird metaphor that you're, you're conveying.
1: S- maybe there's a band called PB and
0: Nutella. If not, we should form it. Dibs. Ah, damn it. <laughs> should have called it first. Such a good idea.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I enjoyed these albums this week. Not too much news except for, like I said, some videos coming out. There's a uh, There was a national
0: video. With know. Sharon Von Etten, yes, and I love it to death. So uh, that movie. We're kind of diverting, but let's. I think it's about yeah. time to wrap it up. We can pretty yeah. much talk about whatever we want now, yeah. really. Oh. Yeah, win-win. That, that song looks, is looks a win-win, fun. if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, I think so. The
0: Sharon Van Etten and the National team up. Yeah, that came out over the the winter break, so I couldn't uh. do any recordings on like Sound Off to talk about how much I love it or love the idea of them working together.
1: Yeah, good for her. She uh, she's really finding her. Her feet in the she's she's really these, coming these into names. form,
0: yeah. and I think it's she's gonna be huge in no time.
1: Made a made a big step up in uh up at hopscotch uh, last year. Yeah, that's she true. Can, she, she can I, thank us.
0: She can pack those places. She can pack those venues.
1: She was wonderful. I, I actually saw her by accident that year. I went to see Balbir at like grocery her.
0: store. Yeah,
1: no, I saw her <laughs> while she was performing. She was I was like. Open mouth
0: blown away yeah a, I know. she packed the the poorhouse, the local venue, yeah and I was
1: actually really lucky some we were at uh the poorhouse in Raleigh has this this upstairs balcony, but it's it's like a wraparound, and it it doesn't have any elevation like besides uh you know like it doesn't have steps, so it's really almost the uh, only the people at the at the railing of the balcony can see. And so it's it's not that that great, but I was really fortunate and got got a spot. And uh, someone just walked away, and I walked right in and saw Sharon Van and almost cried, but I didn't. I didn't.
0: Cry. If you had to cried, that would have been hilarious. I, I'm just saying. I did,
1: I actually didn't even almost. I mean, cry, there's, there's nothing wrong in I, crying I, at I really was, good music. I was but moved.
0: You okay? That's fair enough. But let's let's stop with our love of Sharon Van. It's getting kind of creepy now. Yeah, it
1: moves it moves pretty far away from from. Licky Lee and Peter Bjorn, and
0: then we talked about Nutella for a little while. That was a little weird.
1: Whatever. I I g- apparently
0: it's delicious. I wouldn't know.
1: I'm a fan. I'd say so
0: of Nutella or PB and or Peter both. Bjorn and John both and both. peanut butter and jelly.
1: Especially give me some. I I like it.
0: Give me some Nutella. I think,
1: I think this is where we swap. You like the Dodos a lot, and I like
0: oh, so much, and
1: I like this album more. Yeah. So,
0: well, I like their new stuff a lot. That last album, Small Deaths, uh, was. And, no, no, it, was, it was called Small. That was one song on it. Okay. Fables? No, that's another song on it. <laughs> I, I'm just naming tracks off that record. Oh, I'm going crazy. I think it's about time we should wrap things up then. Absolutely. For realsies. Okay. Uh, remember you can always email us news ideas or news articles and albums to review. If you can just uh, shoot us an email, sound off at WKNC.org. And we're also on Twitter. Follow us up. At WKNC Sound Off. And I think with that, it's about time to sound off.
1: Go to live concerts.